we do want to welcome you to this week's podcast of Live Transform. Jim, Audrey, and you, our listeners, it's good to be together. I'm so glad we're all together. No, yeah, all of you, us. You got to say all that together. I am, no, you got to I'm say all that about right. a party. <laughs> See, really, Audrey needs, the one, Audrey needs to be the one to always introduce us so she can say, yeah, okay. Jim, Bob, and Audrey here. See? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Bob, I say, <laughs> welcome to the Jim, Bob, and Me show. They will think that we <laughs> are one collective redneck. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Jim Only Bob. Only a true redneck would put his guitars in the background. Yeah, the yeah. Street. Jim there Bob and me. Yeah. yeah, I wish you all could see that. And uh, Jim has a, a, a beautiful collection of guitars, and well, they, 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 they really look nice. Come, What's that? They come to Huntsville for World Changers, and yeah, we be dragging all our guitars out, man. That's yeah. right. That is right. You too can see Jim's Jim's guitars in July That's right. in Huntsville, Alabama. Yep. I love it. I love the. Um, oh, what's the favorite part of your week? I should ask you this, Jim. From what, your what? this entire week, this last week, uh-huh. tell me what one of your favorite things is about it. I'm kind of I'm kind of just you know one of my, putting that on you. Well, quick. you know, one of my favorite things is um, uh, in in working through a particular issue. Uh, you know when you're when you're like pretty much always optimistic, and uh-huh. and you know I'm yes. not you know I wasn't born an optimist. You know me and my family were all a bunch of pessimists. And what was interesting was you would have thought that we were pessimists because we all kind of had a can-do attitude. We all, you know, none of my family was whiners. You know, complainers. Right. We just right. we just learned to face hardship and bite the bullet and go through it. So yeah. Yeah. to, to other people, they look at that and think, oh man, these people, you know, they're really optimistic. No, we always figured it was going to get bad. We just figured we could probably survive it somehow, you know. <laughs> so, so you know, there was a time in my life when I made a deliberate choice to move into hope, which I, that's really mm. what op- mm-hmm. optimism that's not based on hope is just positive thinking. Now, I'm mm-hmm. for positive thinking. I'd rather have positive thinking than negative thinking. But when you remove Jesus and his finished work from what you're hoping Right. Then it's just positive thinking. Mm-hmm. And so so grace is not really involved. This is not a direct connection between you and God. This is just kind of a general healthy mindset. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I have to watch for in every situation that I'll face, my first reaction to everything is, I'll, I'll overcome this. I'll conquer this. Right. I'll beat right. this. Right. I'll face this. Yes. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, yes. I never face a situation and think I'm not going to come out all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to realize when you do that for, you know, for 50 years, sometimes you have to very deliberately, you have to very deliberately engage yourself with God about the situation so that you're not just in positive mm-hmm. thinking Humans, mode. And, yeah. hu- and human yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a very, very good reminder. So, you know, you know, I had a situation, you know, the other day where, where, um, I just I just had to take some time and, and, and I was just kind of got in my heart zone. I was kind of thinking yeah. about the situation, mm-hmm. and, and and it's not that I would have resisted this. It was just that because my first response to everything is always going to overcome, going to beat it, yep. going to come out of yep. it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then then, but I, but I had to I had to deal with the fact that wait a minute, this victory that I'm not experiencing as of yet can only be happening for one reason. Somewhere in my beliefs or somewhere in how I'm thinking, I have 
put limits on God. Hmm. And you know that, that's, that's the only, anytime anything is not working, like it or not, don't be insulted by it, don't make it more than mm-hmm. it is. You know, uh, every, all, all, everything pertains to life and godliness has always been t- already been taken care of. It has already been given to us. It's already ours in Jesus. So if it is not happening in my life, there is only one reason. I have, in some shape, form, or fashion, put limits on God. And so mm. that's where you have to, for me, you know, that's where I had to go back and say, okay, I know I'm going to win, but yeah. you know, why do I know that? Well, I know that because I'm in Jesus. So I had right. to, I kind of had to go back and kind of walk myself through yeah. all of this being based on the finished work of Jesus. And so for me, and I didn't even think about how that relates to even this that we're going to be talking about today, but for me, that is where you're, you're moving yourself from possibility to probability. Because, yes. you know, a great attitude says it's possible. But right. a great attitude that's based on the finished work of Jesus says, no, it's probable. Right. And, and uh, you had you knew needing feeling that tug like I've got to just spend some time with God and really get into my heart zone and ask him the question. Yep. Like for me, it's like there I'm feeling these limits. It's time for me to get alone with my father yep. and just talk about this. Let's converse. Let's 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 be together in this. And it, it resulted in, it sounds like when I said, what is your favorite part of your week? So what was a challenge for you became one of the favorite parts of your yeah. last few days because it was this intimate moment with you and God where lights turned on, I'm assuming, or, or whatever no, exactly. that is. You know, yeah. I, I, I like winning. Yeah. Anybody out there says they don't like winning, number one, they're lying. And the only reason they would ever say that is because they become because they become so expectant to lose that they're afraid to have hope because that's on the way that's the only way they can manage oh you know, that's the way they, they can manage not having hope because mm-hmm. you, you know hope puts you in that thing of expectancy i'm expecting this to work and yeah. man you know hope deferred makes the heart sick and so so you know some people who have kind of given up they they, they, they don't always expect to win but but you know i, I like to win and, you know, I used to say this as, as a pastor. You said this all, all the time. And, and I was really trying to drive something home. But, but you know, I, would, I would tell people, and people thought I was, many people, if you didn't know me, you thought I was just being egotistical. I'd always say, look, I always win. Always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But me winning, number one, doesn't mean you have to lose. Number two, right. me winning doesn't mean I'm right. <laughs> Me winning many times means I got to repent and deal with some of my issues. So I win then on multiple levels because not only do I end up with a desired outcome, but I end up growing and who I am in Jesus. You you avoided, you know, a detour, you know, that would have, you know, possibly taken you someplace that would have. You know, this is so yeah, I like interesting that. to me today because just today, that's a win. Yeah. Okay, I just if, if, if you've avoid, avoided a, a detour, yeah. that's a win. Hundred percent. And just this morning, I thought when I get alone with my brother Jim, I'm going to ask him a question, and it just completely relates to this. I'm so glad it came up, and it has to do with competition mm-hmm. because I'm I'm just always wanting to learn more about walking in love and not wanting to be jealous or compare or be envious or you know that kind of thing and i'm and it seems like the more i um, grow in wisdom and love wisdom and hang out with wisdom 
the more it's like I'm not as concerned about how other people are doing. I'm just wanting to do like I use. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't compare myself. You're not myself. making a comparison. Yeah. No, but then, but yet, <clears throat> healthy competition is a driving force. Well, you got to realize because we are created in the likeness and the image of God. Mm-hmm. If we are not having this expectancy to win, mm-hmm. then we are not yielding to our true nature. But the problem is, remember, every desire has its, is God-given. Every, okay. every inherent desire is God-given. What makes something sin or not sin is not because you have a desire. What makes okay. something sin or not sin is, wh- is whether or not you seek to fulfill that desire based on God's word, God's yes. principles of walking in love. So, again, winning to some people, they go with the world system. And, and when they go with the yes. world system, winning means yes. i got to win over you. Well, no. Which means someone has to lose. Yeah, and that is not okay. No. And, and I, you know, so, you know, when I was young, I was incredibly competitive. As a matter of fact, there were there were things, there were sports I stopped playing. You know, uh, I, I really, I was really good at tennis. I, I could, mm-hmm. I could play tennis very, and that's you know, surprising growing up a redneck, you know. But uh, I'll never, you know, the uh, first time I ever took hold of a tennis. I'm having Wait the picture of you yeah. in your little white outfit, uh, yeah, Jim. Yeah, those little white, those yeah, little yeah. white shorts. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, first time I ever went out and played tennis is like, it was just, it, for whatever reason, it was just natural for me. I just, bam, mm-hmm. man, I just, I just beat everybody I played almost right off the bat. But tennis, it's because it, it's real fast moving if you're really playing, you know, somebody that's good and aggressive. And with tennis, it's one of those things, you get better based on the skill of the other person. Ooh. You know, you know, there's, there's some games that are that way. If you're good and that other person's good, you, everybody plays better. Uh-huh. Because the other person's playing better. Exactly. And so what I found was after I got saved, I, I continued to play tennis for several years after I got saved. So what I found was I didn't like the competitive mode that I would get into hmm. when I played tennis. So I just stopped. I mean, you know, I'm not hmm. saying tennis was sin, but I'm saying it took me some place that, right. that was not, I didn't, li- I didn't like having those feelings. I don't like, and I don't, Everyone have a feeling that when someone loses, I'm secretly just a little bit happy. You know, no, that's, I'm just being really honest. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to win to the point where someone loses. Yeah. And that's where I've, I've, since I've been growing in wisdom. Mm-hmm. What does that look, Bob? <laughs> Tell me your look. Well, that look, so is, that look yeah. is, that look is, you mean that with anybody but me. I know what that look is. <laughs> What were you thinking, Bob? Seriously. Oh, no, no. D- just in sports. You know, people oh. become so passionate, yeah. you know, about uh, about their team. Yeah. You know. Oh, that they get oh, super happy that. when someone oh, loses. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate and that. So, like celebrating people's loss. Yeah. Oh. And I'm even thinking about big picture stuff. Like, I'm thinking about life stuff. Like, if right so, there's someone that I feel like I'm kind of in competition with and th- something goes wrong for them and I have a little bit of, in honesty, just a little bit like, oh, good. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, something happened bad to them. That's not love. That is that is not okay. Well, love rejoices not <laughs> right. in iniquity. You know, we don't rejoice in the failures and no. shortcomings of, of other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, we should, I mean, I'm telling you, we should, 
we should. It, it takes effort to get comfortable losing because mm-hmm. it's contrary to our new nature. Mm-hmm. And and so and and you have to realize there's only one reason you lose. You, I if I lose at anything, it's because I have in some shape, form, or fashion limited God in my life. Mm-hmm. Whether I've limited my ability to walk in love or whatever, you know. Or it may not have been yours in the first place. Well, but still, the win. You, you know what I? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, there might have been a perception that this is something that I had, when in reality, yeah. maybe it wasn't yours. Like maybe you lost the lottery. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but again, but, that's a win. That's a win when you realize you were trying to possess something that wasn't yours. I mean, that, there you go. So that ends up being a win. Yeah. The, the win is the win is I, I we I always come out a better man. I always come out a better person. I always come out uh, more capable of of yeah. being beneficial to the people that you know that I love, that I yeah. care about, that I want that I want to help. That, in that, sort that of. has a lot to do with just simply having a teachable heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. just just being teachable. You know, in all of it. And so you know, from one perspective or another, it's your choice. Yeah. You know, you can either, you know, take it as a win and, and learn and mm-hmm. grow or take it as a loss and, you know, and, and, and retreat, yep. you know, and shrink back. Yep. But I love how you said that somehow I have put limits on God. Yep. If something yes. if, if something isn't working, then somehow I put limits yes. on God. Yep. And that's what we have to get back to because I love I love the sower and the seed that we always get back to that. But we are living the results of the seeds we've mm-hmm. sown and how we've watered them. Yeah. And that's what we're living in right and now. And as we were moving into today's uh, podcast, we were, you know, talking about, you know, having the word Jesus and, and having his name on our lips. Yeah. But then what's really going on on the inside? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's going on, you know, within the heart is his very nature and character and life mm-hmm. and, you know, love actually being expressed yeah. in, and lived through me. Yeah, you know, you stop. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm finishing one, a book. Um, I'll do a rewrite on it, but I'll finish the, the the first pass on it probably in another week. And it's it's part of my leadership that builds people series. And leadership that builds people is a book that anybody that's leading anybody, husbands, fathers, mothers, school teachers, pastors, business people, should read this book. And actually, it's a trilogy. There's Leadership One. It's developing your heart as a leader. And developing your heart as a leader gets into where you're actually leading other people for their benefit, not for yours. Leadership Two is leadership that touches or influences the heart of others. Because, because most, of how, most of how we deal with other people, see, we can't touch their heart. Nobody can influence your heart but you. And then leadership number three is how to raise up leaders around you that, that can, you know, make this same journey. And so, you know, been, uh, you know, I've just, I've been, just been loving writing this book because this volume too, you use it as a leader, but also if you're a person just say, no, I'm making a serious journey to follow Jesus. I can take the, I can take this book and use this for my discipling myself, mm-hmm. or I can take it and use it to minister to other people and disciple, disciple them. And so we've been talking about this, this, this whole journey. And, you know, our, our warfare is not 
you know, it's not with the devil. The warfare is in our mind with the world system that we have learned. It, yes. And now that is so good. And so, so the struggle that we have is that we have spent our entire lives learning a system based on certain values and, and certain processes. And, um, and we trust those systems. Mm-hmm. So we, we, co- sure do. we come to Jesus and for the most part, I would, and this is, you know, I can't prove this, but I would say based on talking to tens of thousands of people individually, that about the only place that most Christians actually trust God is to get them to heaven. Yeah. It's true because they're in the world system, oh. trusting all the world systems. My security comes from, like a, a, a typical world system thought pattern is my security is in how much money yep. I have or how much land I own or how like I mean just that's yeah. just a yep. secure mm-hmm. that's just a secure the word security in the world sense is very different than from a heavenly oh, God yeah. perspective sense. So, so it's amazing. I mean, you know, and you can just go to, and this thing, I don't, I'm sorry. I know to some people this thing is pretty negative, but, but you know, we, and we were talking about this before we started. If Jesus shows me, if Jesus is the exact representation of God, then mm-hmm. how is it that I look at the Old Testament and I see God is mean and hard and hateful. And I look at the New Testament and I see Jesus is nice. And what that really means is I am not looking at God saying, Whatever I misunderstand about the Old Testament, whatever I misunderstand about how this has been interpreted, I am not looking to Jesus to understand it. I'm still looking. I'm still looking to everything religion in the world has told me about the Old Testament. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, uh, everything about applying the Word of God, I should be looking. Okay, what did Jesus say about this? And so it's amazing. We have a Christless Christianity, other mm. than the fact that we say His name. We, you know, we call him our savior. We call and we use the word Lord, but he's not our Lord. If he was our Lord, then everything we believe about God, everything we believe about life, everything we believe about raising kids, every, you know, all, everything we believe about everything would be based on the word of God. And it would be coming through the filter of everything Jesus taught us about God. But that's not, that's not where the church is. And that's really why the church is completely, almost completely spiritually impotent. So, because, oh, God, this is so good. So, because if Jesus is the exact representation of God, it, this is literally just inspiring me. I want to read the Gospels again, because we always read them with a different pair of glasses, right? Yeah. So, I want to read those Gospels again, and, and if that Jesus is that exact representation of God, what does Jesus say in about the world systems? Because I want to read those yeah. Gospels and really see how God lived on earth. You know, the Apostle John said this. First of all, he, he said, he, he said, none of the commandments are burdensome. So people who look at the law, the fake grace movement, they look at the commandments and they say they're all burdensome. They, you know, man, this is legalism. This is, well, no, God never said it was legalism. God never even said they would, God never even said they would make you righteous. Matter of fact, the law itself says that obeying these will never make you righteous. You know, the goal was not righteousness. The goal was to to walk in love. That was that was mm-hmm. a, that was and have civil order. You know, which is which is mm-hmm. a part of yeah. the fruit of walking in love. And so, mm-hmm. and so, um, uh, you know, the 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 person that 
to them, any commandment is burdensome. It, it can only be one of a couple of things. Either number one, they are greedy, selfish, and it's, and it's burdensome to them because they are still working the world system. Now, what did John <laughs> exactly. say? Because John, he... That's a really good indicator right there. Oh, yeah. If they're burdensome, you need to look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John... Well, see, that's the thing. People, the only thing that makes the commandments, any of the commandments legalistic, is when you misuse them and you use them to, to judge other people rather than mm -hmm. apply them to yourself about how you're going to treat people. The moment you, don't you take anything and apply it to somebody else, you have become judgmental. That doesn't make the commandments judgmental. It makes you judgmental. It doesn't make the commandments bad. It makes, uh, a matter of fact, you know, the Bible says that the weakness, the, the whole issue with, with the law was the flesh. It wasn't, it wasn't the law itself. It wasn't, it wasn't the intention behind the law. It wasn't what God, how God taught us how to use it. Romans tells us it, the weakness of the law is the flesh. In the flesh, we pervert the intentions and the motives. So John says, all that's in the world, and anytime you see that phrase, the world, you almost have to think world system. Because, I mean, when, when the Bible talks about the world, it's not talking about this clump of dirt floating around no. uh, in our solar system. It's talking about a system uh, that, mm -hmm. that is built in opposition to God. And so he mm -hmm. says, all, A-L-L, -L, all that's in the world system is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So if I am not motivated by love, then I'm motivated by selfishness. And selfishness is driven by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the problem yes. is driven by the yes. gratification of these of, of these factors. And yes. that's what makes the law a burden is because because the law is telling me or the commandments are telling me that that, you know, I can't do this. I, I can't be greedy. I can't lust after something. I can't yes. you know, I can't get into these things. Oh, I can't misuse gosh, yes. the people mm -hmm. around me. You are saying this so well right now. Good. Well, I'll I tell you what, I, I spell it out. And, you know, I'm going to, by the way, we'll give an opportunity for a pre-purchase on, on, on my new book about this. Yeah. And this is, this is going to be the pivotal book for you. I say you, I'm talking about me, you, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Saying, I am going to make sure I make the journey of what, a, of what a disciple looks like. And a disciple is somebody who is making this journey based on transformation taking place in their heart, not, not behavior modification and, and, you know, and all these other things. So uh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that you, and I'm just doing this on the behalf of all of us and the listeners, I'm so thankful that you are so intentional about creating content because, Jim, you are helping me. Like I'm thinking about you in that whole tennis thing that you were talking about. And you get better with who you're playing with as you, you just, you, you can flippantly say, every time I talk to you, I'm working on this book, I'm working on mm. this content or whatever it is. I, because I, I don't play tennis with you, but I play life with you. Mm. I writing books and creating content is my normal yeah. because I hang out with, you say you become better with who you hang out with. Right. You play iron tennis. Iron sharpens better. iron. You know, we, yeah. And, and the fact that you write books and create is just normal to you. Mm. It, then it does it becomes normal for me just because i'm hanging out with you become like who you hang out with and i just want to say that to the listeners like you guys we're all just hanging out together and we get to yeah. move towards getting better yeah. at 
mm. at, at loving others and not being those less right. of the flesh, like, like not according to the world system. And that is huge. And so yeah. thank you, Jim, that I get to play tennis with you because it's super fun. I don't care like who wins in the end, but oh my gosh, that you oh, we the all fact win. Exactly. You know, you we know, the, all the, get the, to win. The socialists would say that uh, we're not going to give out any trophies because if we gave out trophies, you know, so, so everybody's going to be a winner even if they totally <laughs> fail, even if, even if they don't even show up. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about we all win because when you're walking in love, you 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 know you you want to live your absolute best life. You but just you, love life. But you when want you're, to, when you're yeah. you also in love. want that to equip and inspire and motivate other people. Yes, to yes. get to live their best life. Yes. Yeah. So my walking in love is hopefully inspiring tons of other people to walk in love. You know, in, in Jesus, in Jesus, seeking for everybody to be equal always raises the bar and raises the quality. In yes. socialism. Because you because socialism can't develop anybody's heart, it doesn't change the quality of their life, it doesn't give them any power, then the only way everybody can be equal is to take the bar down and make everybody equal to the lowest person on, on the ladder. Wow, pretty sad. You know, we talk about the, uh, you know, God choosing the nation Israel. You know, I want you to be my people. Mm -hmm. And in Exodus, uh, I think it's... Yeah, Exodus 19, he, and, and he describes, this is who I want you to be. Yep. I want you to be a nation of priests, yep. you see, and a, and a holy people. Yep. And so it, here we are today on the other side of the cross, and that's what God wants us to be, is really a nation of priests representing God to this world yep. and being holy, sacred, and just yep. set apart. And, and it really only happens if you're willing to take that journey, you know, from a, from a land of captivity and move through to yep. a land of promise. And that is the life of a disciple. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to make that journey, and I'm going to help others make the journey as well. Yep. I want, we are that people of a nation of priests. You know, coming out of the world system, and again, when you use mm. God, you know, you know, when you use the word to interpret the word, it is never confusing. Mm -hmm. It never gets too complicated. <laughs> yeah. But you right. know, the children of Israel, they were slaves in Egypt. We were mm -hmm. slaves, we we're slaves in the world. And see, when we think about being slaves to sin, we define that in a one-dimensional concept that just says, okay, slaves to doing evil things. Exactly. Well, it limits us. It's like, I'm not really doing evil things. Uh, it, well, it, but, you know, because sin, sin at its core is when, is when we minimize God in some way. Mm -hmm. Limiting God again. Yeah. And then, ultimately, from that, we minimize ourselves. So we limit God in our his expression in our life because we have minimized what we believe can happen in our lives and who we are, and we've minimized God. And so we, you know, you know, we, we, we put these limits on God. And so when the being a slave to sin, oh man, I'm telling you, you guys better put you, you better grab a Here hold of go. your socks because you know, this is going to, this is going to kind of make them want to fly off of your feet. But, but you have to understand, see, we think that we're free from sin because we don't commit adultery anymore, or we just occasionally commit adultery now. <laughs> According to who you're counseling, you know what I mean? We, we think that we're free from sin because we because, you know, we don't do drugs yeah. anymore. No, 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 no. 
The question is, are you free from the world system? Because the right. thing that destroyed wow. Israel, when God was saying, I want you to be a nation a priest and I want you to be a na a nation yeah. of kings. Yeah. I want you to be yeah. a I want you to be a holy nation. There was one thing that kept them from being that person or being that nation, and that is they still function like slaves that were bound to the systems and the beliefs that they developed in Egypt. And so, you know, our problem yeah, we don't need to be committing adultery. We don't need to be doing drugs no, and all that no. stupid stuff. Those but that's, are obvious. But that's, not, that's, that's the fruit. That's not the root. The root no. is that we are still, even though we got born again and have the, have the potential to move into all the things of God, the problem is if we don't renew our minds, then the battle that takes place is a battle between the Word of God, what God says, who God is, and yeah. us trusting the world system. And so we are still slaves. We are still enslaved mm. if we trust the world system more than we do mm. God. And then God's commandments, which were given to help us, become a burden to us because they keep us from the, the selfish greediness uh, and, and how we would try to have the life that we want. I know, I know people are going to be saying, wait a minute, what does it got to do with moving from, from possibility well, is, to probability? This is, this is just bringing new language and understanding to what we walk in every day. Yeah. Because when, when, I, when we're continually being washed by God's word, we're spending time, we're communing with God in our hearts, this is what comes up in my life, is where am I trusting the world systems? That's yeah. bottom line. If, if something isn't working right, somehow I've either trusted myself and with my own human strength or and I'm trusting the world system. Yep. That's the only time things get funky, honestly. Sure. And uh, otherwise, life really is righteousness, peace, and joy. Yeah. It is experienced through enjoying yeah. life, having peace with others, yeah. peace in my own heart, and every day's that beautiful summer day. I mean, that is the promise. Yeah. And if it's not, then I'm somehow having pressure of the world system on me. Yep. Yeah. And you know, trusting God, and I find this often, you know trying to move people along okay and i find that what they they when they say that they're trusting god and and i might be generalizing just a wee bit much here but the whole thing is is that they're looking for god to do something for them yeah so it's it's as though hey i was trusting god but it must yeah. not be his will it hasn't come through yeah. not recognizing wait a minute there's there's a belief in my heart where I have limited him right. and I'm not willing to let go of the old. I'm not willing to take responsibility and renew my mind. I'm not willing to, you see, move to, to move system. out of that world system. Yeah. If, if God really wanted it, he would have done it. Yeah, you know, when people tell me they're trusting God, I, actually, the, you know, I've, I've done this, I've grown more probably intense in doing this over the last few decades, but I mean, I did this back when I was pastoring my first church and, you know, back in the seventies, you know, um, when people tell me they're praying, when people tell me they're trusting God, when people tell me anything that they're doing that, that, you know, that is spiritual, so to speak, yeah. you know, when, when I was young and somebody said, well, I'm praying. I said, okay, I, then I don't, I don't know why it's not working. 
Or somebody said, well, I'm trusting God. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know then. I don't know what, why this. But you know what? I, I, well, and, and, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'll just reference this going uh, back to even what you said minutes ago. Something's not happening yeah. in my life. And so you are willing to say, where then have I yeah. limited God? Yeah, exactly. But, I, but well, look, my, my follow-up question is, yeah. okay, well, tell me what you mean by prayer. Yes. My follow-up question is, tell me what you mean by trusting God. Because here's what I here's what I found that usually means. What that usually means is, I have an idea about God. I can't really mm -hmm. I can't show it to you in the scripture. Right. Uh, it is it is independent of the finished work of Jesus. Has no basis in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And mm -hmm. so I have this idea about how God works. That's not based on Jesus. In other words, say I use the name of Jesus. I say I trust God and I pray in the name of Jesus. So you got him on your lips. So what's in your heart? Well, and so I start finding out that people have beliefs about God that are not based on, number one, the scripture, and number two, Jesus' representation of the scripture. So when most people say they're trusting God, they're, what they're really saying is, I am trusting, and see, this is false hope. I am trusting that God will mm. do something that violates mm -hmm. his word. I am trusting mm -hmm. that God will do something he never said he would do. I'm trying to get God to do something he's already done in Jesus because I really don't believe in, in the finished work of Jesus. In other words, I have these religious ideas that are not, <laughs> they have no basis in truth, and that's what I'm trusting. You know what? It mean, prayer means I am trusting God that I have a great idea for him, that he will come and invade yep. my world system and to come into my world system where yep. I'm placing my security and adjust things within my system yep. be, that will make me feel secure or provided for or protected. So it, it, it's it, a, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. is nuts, man. That is, mm -hmm. but that's what we do. That we, we, we want him to be in the world. We want him to be of the world. Yeah. Like how many times have we got an idea of how God can answer our prayer very specifically? Yeah. Like I, in my system, I specifically have a great idea for basically prayer is God. I have this great idea for how you could answer my prayer and make my wishes come true within my world system. It's sort of like, God, if you just listen to me, we can make this work. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So now, you know, in moving from possibility, you know, yes. again, with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. Now, this, and in, in, in my mind, when I look at this, it means nothing. Nothing is beyond the realm of possibility. But how do I find define with God? How do I define that, it, you know, the possibility right. of this becomes possible with God? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. if I am not, if my beliefs, if my expectations, it's just like I was talking about, my, my first response to anything is, I'm going to win. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to conquer this. Mm -hmm. This will not. This will absolutely not beat me. This will not be the end mm -hmm. of me, whatever. Uh, but you know what? Until, until I have a, a deliberate consciousness and choice that that optimism is rooted in the finished work of Jesus, then it's just optimism. Hmm. Yeah. It's just positive thinking. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I actually did a video yesterday for our, uh, for our people in, in our, uh, uh, ultimate impact group. Impact. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
and I was talking about willful ignorance. And that's a phrase that, you know, mm. stuck out at me early in my walk with God about people being willfully ignorant of certain things. And the reason we would be willful, willfully ignorant of certain things is because those are things that we really do not want to face, we don't want to deal with. Um, uh, they're, they're threatening to us. They challenge us in some way that we don't want to be challenged. They make us have to deal with issues we don't want to deal with. So it's, and actually in the book of Peter, when it talks about willful ignorance, I find this to be very interesting. The area that he uses that particular phrase in the English is when it talks about the end times. People want to be willfully ignorant about hmm. end times. And I got to thinking, man, you know, I, I've got this book, Apocalypse, and most of the people that read it say, man, this is the first positive thing I've ever read about the end time. This is the first mm -hmm. thing that's ever given me hope about being able to it's face the It's not motivated by fear yeah. and, yeah, driven by fear. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so, so that's, the, that's the feedback I get from the people that read it. Some mm -hmm. of the people that contact us, and they contact us with fears about the second coming or the end time, then we tell them, you know what, read the book Apocalypse. And then they'll mm -hmm. say, I don't want to read it. I, 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 I don't want to think about the end time. Well, wait a minute. So you're saying this is something that I don't trust God for. This is something that is so overwhelming to me that I will willfully put myself in a position to limit God. I will not prepare myself to be able to respond to end time events the way he tells me to. I don't want to know the answers. I don't want to know the answers. Because I'm afraid right. that this information is going to be too much for me. Oh my gosh. And how many times do we all go through that in yeah. other things in life? I don't want to know the answers because I'm too afraid. So again, I'm limiting God yeah, yeah. because of what I dread the possibility of facing. Because, I, because the dread of possibility, yes. So, you know, I can't move from possible. All these things are possible. Everything is possible. Everything is possible because of who God is. But it only becomes probable when my beliefs about God are in harmony with who he presents himself to be and how he shows us, uh, you know, to work, to work these situations through. So, so, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of ways of limiting God, but it's amazing how many of the times we limit God because I don't want to know what the Bible says. I want to pretend like this delusional concept I have of how faith works. I want to believe that this thing where I have to assume no responsibility, I want to believe that I don't have to influence my heart. I want to believe that this magic formula that some preacher told me about, mm -hmm. and, and all, all I got to do is send them an offering and they're going to mm -hmm. pray for me and this is going to work. Mm -hmm. I want to believe that. So I will limit God so that I can find some easy, irresponsible way hmm. to try to re resolve this problem. A, a life like that really follows the, the ebb and flows, the, the highs and lows of life, simply because they're following circumstances. Yep. And, and they wonder why. Yep. You know, there's there's such inconsistency of, of even peace, yeah. you know, and harmony yep. and and rest, you know, within them because they're chasing after one <coughs> or another. Yep. And and uh, I, as we were moving in this direction, I just saw, 
you know, I'm just waiting on God. Yep. Meaning I'm passive. Yep. I, I do nothing. Yep. You know, waiting on God is, is again, that's another one of those cop-outs, you know. Yep. <laughs> because, because really what we're saying is, you know, I, I'm here. I just know where God is. I, I'm on time, oh. but you know God always oh, God, God always gets here late. He, I've never I've you know. never heard that definition. That's, that's really here. what you're saying. I'm, I'm right here at the I'm crossroads a, I, of my I, life. I'm on time. I've done, I'm, I've done my part. I got I got here. I'm I mean, here how, on my time. how many times in the charismatic Word of Faith Pentecostal He's late. <laughs> how many times have you heard people say, "Well, you know, you know, God early, is not going to show he, up till like you know the eleventh hour." Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, going to show up till you're about ready to break, till you're about ready to yeah. sink. Yeah, yeah. He's God. God sells him early, but he's always right on time. Yeah, and, and that's just, I do have an acronym for wait. Oh yeah, and I and I like it. It works good for me. W a i t, worship. When you're in a waiting season, okay. Mm-hmm. Be a worshiper. Yep. Number two, guard your attitude. Yep. Number three. Be intentional and be in intercession. Yep. Don't think about yourself. Think about others. Yep. Okay. And then the fourth one, T, is be teachable. Yep. Absolutely. So when you're in a, if you feel as though you're in a waiting season, be a worshiper, guard your attitude, be intentional, intercede for others, and then definitely be teachable. You know that, 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 I find I got to change course. That whole concept denies the names of God because he is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present. So you can't be waiting yeah. on him. No, he is that Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who is, sees in advance what the need is and is there to provide. Yeah, before. Yeah. And, yes. and so, so it's amazing these crazy <laughs> doctrines that we believe that number one, they deny the names of God. And then yeah. even worse, you bring it forward, they deny. The, the life, the teaching, the ministry, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And then we call ourselves Christians. We call Jesus Lord. And, and all the time we're denying who God showed himself to be through Jesus, who God showed himself. To, so really we take the name of God in vain when we, when we, when we do that. When we, when, so what do you, what do, you do with, with Isaiah? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. To me, I, I, yeah, I have my own I'm idea. Yeah, when I'm waiting on him, my strength is being renewed. When Though that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they, they shall rise up with wings as eagles. Yeah. They shall run and not be weary and yeah. walk and not faint. Well, but again. It's a win right you ha- there. You have to go back and look at the word wait. Exactly. And that's what I was hoping we would do when no. I mentioned that. Because wait is a beautiful word. Yeah, because wait is, the, the word wait in the Hebrew is very similar to the word fellowship or communion yes. in the Greek New Testament. Yeah. Because that word wait, as you know, and I, and I knew you knew this, you know, before yeah. we, when you started <laughs> on this path. But the word yes. wait has to do with wrapping yourself around something. Exactly. Entwining. Entwining. And see, fellowshipping with Jesus, which, you know, we've talked about it in months gone by, based on Philemon 1.6, it's where we actually activate our faith because we wrap ourselves around Jesus. We wrap yes. ourselves around the resurrection. We become one with the yes. resurrection and we start sharing in what he has. And that's where the exchange of strength comes is by wrapping yourself around him. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the word pictures that work really well with that is like a vine that would entwine itself and wrap itself around a mighty oak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, without the oak, 
it would just be a vine lying on the ground. But when you yep. entwine yourself to the strength of God, yep. you can soar to new heights. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that this word, you know, I was talking about the word willful. Here, yeah. Now, <clears throat> I have taught what I'm about to say. I've taught it, but I never made the connection between these between these words. Oh, okay. You know, uh, uh, you know, you you heard me teach about how that when Jesus came up to the, you know, to the man and said, "What wilt thou that I should do for you?" And yeah. he and we know we know that what that word means in the in the uh, original language is, "What are you willing?" To let, yes. to let me do for you. Yes. And yes. then you go where Jesus and John, was it seven, uh, where he says, you know, and the King James says, if thou wilt to know the will of God, you'll know whether the doctrine is mine or, you know, or is of God or if it's just my personal doctrine. And again, that's, that's that word, if you're willing, if you're willing. Yes. But what's interesting, what's interesting is in the Greek, that's the same as that word where Peter was using for willful, same root word. Oh, and and the word it, it gets it actually gets bigger than willing and it gets into intention. Oh. What is your intention? Are you so Jesus was saying, do ah. you actually have any intention? Will you for engage me to heal your you? will? Will you engage your will and yeah. and, and, and intention? And become wow. yeah, become will you engage your will and become intentional? It's just like it's wow. just like if, if when he says when he says it if you will to do his will, he's saying, if you have any intention, are you intentional about doing his will? If you are, you'll find, you'll find out that the words I speak to you, that they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're the doctrine of God. They're, they're, they're the life of God. So the person wow. that wants to move from possibility to probability, the big question is, are you willful and, intent- and intentional about harmonizing your every belief with who God is and what God has accomplished through Jesus. Mm. And, you know, you're not willful and intentional about it if when you are, even if you're being optimistic, even if you're being positive, you're not being willful and intentional if you are not deliberately connecting it to the finished work of Jesus. Right. You know, you know, we uh, something that, that we've talked about on here a few times over the years uh, is that that process of, of releasing, you know, where, where where when you have a problem, you know, you you know, you, you, you kind of start with this process. OK, okay here's this here's this issue. Yeah, I have a situation. You know, mm-hmm. I have this situation facing a situation or a situation. Yeah. And so you're <laughs> deciding. Uh, or, you know, you got to make a decision, you know, number one, did Jesus do anything about this on the cross? Well, what did he do? Did he, you know, well, if he freed me from the curse of the law, then did he free me from this? Yes. If he raised from the, uh, they received an inheritance, did he receive the solution for this? Yes. Am I in him? Yes or no? I got to, and you got to go through this process. Am I in him? You know? Uh, yeah. So what can I do about it? Well, what I can do about it is I can use my authority. I can bind or I can lose. And so, you know, am I going to do that? If so, when? If not, why? What have I got to work out to move past where I'm stuck? Yeah. 
And, and and it's just that's an it, amazing process. It right is. There. It's so incredibly simple, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's so practical, yeah. and it and it's easier said than done. People think, oh, that sounds so simple, but you know what? Actually, intentionally doing this, using words, Jim. I find that people say, well, I've done that in my heart. I said, there's something about using yeah. words, you know, and and making it real, yep. choosing life with those words uh, that you're you're using. So moving from the moving from possibility. Mm-hmm. to probability and you know think about the think about those words you know mm-hmm. M- moving from possibility to problem to me that's like it's like is 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 it possible that you could swim across the english channel yeah um, it's possible but maybe. you know what if you're not in shape and if you're not an excellent swimmer it's not real probable what's no, probable what's probable is you're going to drown yeah but no, you, right. but it's you true. can move from it being possible to probable based on the actions that you take. But it's yes. the same way it is as a believer. I move from the miraculous being possible to the miraculous being probable by the actions that I take that engage my heart where I become intentional. But then I'm moving into works, Jim. You are. You're moving into good works. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. But you see, but that they'll play that. Well, and that's, again, where we get into this... Well, that's, you know, that, again, that's willful ignorance. You, okay, very good. People get into willful ignorance because they're afraid to face something, because it's overwhelming, because it's new, because it's different, and sometimes just because we're lazy. Or, how about this? We are just lazy. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear I that, everybody? That. Did you hear that part? How about this, though? They're afraid of losing. Yeah. You know, going back to our, you know, earlier conversation. And they and they and they would rather not do anything even get in the game. If they're gonna lose. If if I'm gonna lose. Sure. If I can create things to make this hard, then I then this can give me the excuse to go (laughs) read another book, you know, go listen to another message, go attend another seminar. Yes. And, and so now, now I don't feel guilty about the fact that I am not Haven't taking done it action. Yet. You know, I, ah, that is so good. I will create things to make things yeah. hard. That I need to do some more preparation or something wow. else. That is hit. Wow. It's, it's re- I mean, it's a it's a form of I resistance. I know people like this. It's oh, a form you? of resistance that <laughs> makes you too. comfortable. You're not admitting to yourself. I'm just saying no to God. You're giving yourself a reasonable excuse to oh say to, to say I'm saying yes, but I'm not just I'm just not saying yes now. You know, I, I've got a I've got a friend that man, this guy I've been friends for, for years. I mean, it's they, like Robert does with the garbage. For, I said yes, I'm just not doing it now. Yeah. So that's why that's why in that process we're talking about that releasing process. You know, when we say, "Did Jesus do anything about yeah. this? Can I do anything yeah. about it? Yeah, what yeah, can yeah, I yeah. do? When am I going to do it?" That's part of that's yeah, part yeah, of yeah. That that's got to be part of yeah. it too. But you know, so so this friend of mine, I, I've probably for oh man, twenty five years, he has just failed, 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 failed. Unhappy, 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 unhappy. Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, 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 yeah. We've met people like that. And um, <laughs> and you know, I've never I've never rejected him. You know, but yeah. but you know, I always tell people it's like you know what. Uh, don't give me your excuses if you don't want my responses. We can be friends, 
and I can probably accept you longer than you can accept me because because yeah. I can I'm all if you choose to live this quality of life I'm I'm not going to reject you over it right. until you start making excuses that are basically where you're blaming God and when you do that I'm not going to be mean I'm not going to attack you but I'm just going to tell you the truth and so man I can't tell you how many times I don't even know why this guy stayed my friend because I don't know how many times over the last 25 years he'd tell me something and I'd say that's not true. That is absolutely not true. And what do you mean it's not true? I said, you know it's not true because you know you're not even trying. And, and I can we've had this conversation, and nearly every time he ends up saying, you scare me. I don't know how you know this stuff. I, I, well, I don't know it because I'm a prophet. I know it because I know that if you were trying, you'd be getting the results. I was going to say the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of where you're just observing of the fruit. It's like I know what pl tr I know what seeds you planted because I see those well, trees. So here we are, 25 years down the road, and I'll tell you, the last few weeks he has just been abounding with confidence and feeling better about himself. Mm. Now his circumstance hasn't really changed, but what has mm -hmm. changed is he's finally started putting some of this stuff into practice. He's engaged yeah. his intention. He stopped coming up with this. You know, when a Christian says, well, I don't, I don't understand. Really what that is, that, that's Christian ease for I ain't got no intention doing this. This is my, you know, <laughs> this is my excuse. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, well, that's that whole resistance. That whole, I'm going to put, yeah. I, I don't, I'm going to read another book. I'm going to, I'm going to go to another seminar. Let's talk about this. I need another sermon. What, what, what do you think I, you know, what do you think I should do? Well, one thing I, we should do is, you know, put it in practice. <laughs> and so it's amazing how even when nothing changes just within us, when we get intentional, because remember Jesus said, if you had any intention of doing his will, putting it into practice, then you'd know if this is the truth or not. You don't have, you will never know if what you believe is theory. You'll never know if it's good doctrine. You'll never know if it's bad doctrine. You will never know if it is within the realm of probability until you come to the intention of putting it in practice. And when you do that and open your heart to God, then God can take you on this journey. And somebody else doesn't tell you what the limitations are. Yeah. You start Immediately, your eyes open. You go, oh, well, that's that's kind of, that, I see, I, I wasn't, you know, I had this limitation because I really wasn't willing to do this or whatever. And God can take you through on your own personal journey, be your personal coach, and boom, your life changes. This is, if there's anything that I've heard that is more, from a heavenly perspective, <sighs> motivating it would be this because it's not a raw raw cheer you on you can do no. it it's more like no this is the truth of who god is and how mm -hmm. it plays out in our life and um you, you've just done a great job jim well, of just because you know that resistance thing i need another sermon i just need one more truth i need more time i need more money i need more understanding i need different friends i need this no. you know whatever whatever those are those are literal signals or signs of resistance that you're just not doing right. what you have with what you have and remember you know it's not to say that hearing another sermon or sure. reading another book is wrong well, that's not the point no the point yeah. is that that's when you're putting your hope if that's you, if you have hope. any hope right. at all you're putting your hope in that and not really in jesus right right you're putting your hope in more information than yep. actually having the experience 
of communing and interacting with God to the point where we are going to do this together. We are on an adventure and, and I am not alone and waiting means I am intertwined with you. And, and I, and and that means it has nothing to do with time. You know, it's interesting. Time is such a world system, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest worlds at the time, the calendar wants to put us into this world system that we want God to involve. We want that whole thing about prayer. We want God to involve himself in our world system and how we see it and interpret it. And it's all about heavenly perspective and his kingdom. And um, I think this has been an amazing, amazing time together. Thank you so much, Jim. So where do you want to go next week? What are it we gonna, has been like so fabulous, helpful. like fabulous, powerful. Mm, just take some time. Stunning. Yep. And review and review. Yeah, I'm going to listen to this one again. We've got to put it into practice. Yes. Maybe, maybe next week we'll kind of move a little more in part of what this whole conversation is about. And, and, starting to deal with the with the invisible because as long as you're dealing with the visible it is less possible well it's very hard to get out of the the world system really is the Mm -hmm. visible you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that would be great if we could do that next week that would help me jim if we could talk more about the invisible i like it and um because the world system is so visible (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's wonderful well hey i just want everyone to know this has been episode number 162 and um, just, Jim, I, again, we are also very, very grateful. But don't allow this just to be information. Well, can it? Can and it, it could be. You, people can make it that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am grateful because I, I, I just, I'm trusting, mm-hmm. you know, just in with, for you, that you will make this journey. And yep. you're going to begin to experience, you know, just that fulfillment and and that confidence just even not not in yourself but in the finished work of Jesus yep. now you are that individual that is choosing hope yep. yeah you see i'm i'm choosing to live a life of hope yep. you know i'm going to find myself you know experiencing all that he has for me and in all circumstances of life i win mm. and yep. it doesn't mean that i'm always yeah. right it doesn't mean that others have to lose. It doesn't mean that others have to lose. Right. Yeah, we might, you know, we might have to focus. I don't remember. I can't remember in, in previous episode, but you know, you know, part of this is we we probably need to focus a lot on the whole dynamic of hope and mm. keeping hope alive. Yeah. Of course, you know, dealing with the invisible, knowing how to deal with the invisible, function in the in the unseen. Is, is a it requires big part a lot of, of hope. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Good. I'm excited. We got it in week. the notes. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. And have a wonderful day. Yep, our dear and listener. stay connected yeah. with us so that we can let you know in advance when Jim has any kind of new releases, you know, with regards to teaching series, mm-hmm. books, uh, those types of things. They're, they'll also <laughs> always be on our website, yep. or you can look at impactministries.com. Yep. All right. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.